Welcome to the Bringing Her Hope podcast. I'm Bethany Bravery, and I'm thrilled that you are here. Each week, I invite a girlfriend on the podcast to share not only the story that God is writing for her, but the story that God is redeeming in her life. I cannot wait for you to meet each and every one of these amazing women who I know will inspire you to also live out the story that God is calling you to and to give you hope that He will be faithful to redeem your story as well. My guest today is Julie Nowaki. Julie is passionate about God's fierce love and wants to penetrate the hearts of God's people to bring freedom. She's had the privilege of working for Christian Recording and Management Label for 15 plus years, helping develop, mentor, and encourage Christian singers and songwriters. But after going through a season of extreme fear, depression, and anxiety in 2014, she had a radical encounter with the love of God in 2015 that healed and changed her completely. When depression tried to take her out for good, God's love was bigger. Welcome to the show, Julie Nowaki. Thank you for having me, Bethany. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? So I have been married to my husband, Wayne, for 15 years, and we have a daughter that will be 10 in July. We live in Junction City, and I kind of stumbled into being an entrepreneur. So I've been kind of figuring that out the last couple of years on what that is and what that looks like and how to incorporate that into my day-to-day world. Julie, with Bring Her Hope, each episode we get to share a story of restoration that God's been working in each each lady's life. And I know that God has worked in a mighty way in your life. Um, so ladies that are listening, you do not want to miss this. Grab a journal, take some notes. This gal has some wisdom. Um, so why don't you just share your story? Yeah, so I'm going to take you guys back actually to 2014. To give you a little bit of history, I started working when I was in my teens for a Christian record company. So I started managing artists at a very, very young age. And I was all about about just coming alongside of them and championing them on and really getting into their brokenness and their pain and helping them formulate a message and really be strong on who they are in Christ and their identity. So when I was um, in 2014, something kind of took place in my own life that made me come to terms with, do I really know who I am outside of what I'm doing? And I didn't. And I had to go through a very painful season of, you know, almost the length of a pregnancy to be able to realize that our identity is not based on what we're doing. It's about who we are. And so um, to explain more in detail what took place is I kind of came into a place of what I call purpose depression. I didn't know what my purpose was because in my own mind, I was literally going crazy with thoughts of suicide, with extreme fear, anxiety, extreme depression, and I had never dealt with this in my entire life. I had known people that had gone through it. You know, it runs in my family, and and um, I've seen people go through it, but I've always been just a really encouraging person, really excited to be around people, and that was not the case for me in 2014. And so the Lord had to take me on a journey to really strip away. And and it did happen. He stripped away everything that was of myself. Um, You know, we were living in Springfield and we owned a home at the time. And my husband went through his own mental breakdown. So I was working three jobs, taking care of a toddler. And I just lost it. I, I got to the point where reality set in and what life I was facing was not okay with me. And I didn't know what to do with that. And so I just kind of continued, you know, posturing, pretending, imposing that everything was okay. Um, But then literally inside I was dying. And the people that know me from the outside, they look back and they're like, well, we knew something wasn't exactly right, but you were really, really good at hiding it. 
And so I think that was a that was a pivotal point in my life where I had to come to terms with, you know what, my identity is not in what I'm doing, even though I'm a mom, even though I'm involved in all these different things, that's not who I am. It's what God has gifted me with and what He's entrusted to me, but it's not my identity. And I think we as women, we get so focused on, well, this is who I am. You know, the first time people ask you your name, the first question mostly people will ask is, what do you do? And I think that's just a societal question that, again, just puts people in that place of, you know, kind of defense, like, well, if you're a lawyer, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. Like, how can I compare to what you're doing? And we go into that comparison competing cycle. And so my favorite thing now to do with women is say, so who are you? Tell me about who you are and what are you passionate about? Because then you get right to the heart of the woman. You get rid of any of the, you know, the accreditation, the school, any of the professional stuff that starts to size up one another. And, well, I, there's no way I can relate to you because I'm not at that place. And so um, that was 2014 is when I went through that. And, again, it was about a 10-month process. And it was just hell. I mean, I, I can't even I can't even put any more words to it but hell. And thankfully, the Lord delivered me miraculously from that in January of uh, 2015. And the way that happened was just me saying, Lord, I give this to you and I say yes. To whatever it is you're asking me to do, I have the opportunity of taking over a company and starting to get more into, like, an ownership position. And I said, okay, God, I don't know what else I'm going to do. So I'll just say yes. I didn't want to say yes. I was in a lot of pain. And, again, the pain, the yes in your pain is so important. A lot of times we want God to take us away from the situations we're facing, but we need to invite him into the process because he's more concerned about the process and the purpose of what we're going through. Um, And so there was just a lot of refining that had to happen. And when I said yes, I started looking outside of myself and my self started coming more alive in ways that I had never realized that I was who I was because I was in such a controlled environment working for a company where I was looking into the other people that I was helping, not necessarily doing things for myself, but I was all about helping others fulfill who they are and equip them and release them, equip and release them and get so excited and passionately contagious that it's just something I just, just enjoyed. I was like addicted to seeing people fulfill who God has created them to be. And so once I started um, saying yes to that, and then I started getting really righteously indignant about, we have to, as women, be honest with what's going on inside of us. None of us have it all together. We as women need to be the ones that can, you know, champion each other on and know, hey, when things aren't looking okay, like, I'm here for you. I'll sit with you in this pain. I can't take it from you, but I can sit with you in it. So I started a group on Facebook called Fierce Princess Warriors, and my objective to that group was just to encourage women to know that their spiritual authority and identity is in Christ. And if our foundation is not based on that, everything that we're doing is going to be compromised because we're going to go through seasons in life where we're young moms and then our kids start going to school and then it's like, well, who am I now? And then our kids grow up and they don't need us as much and then they move out. And so you have to be in a place where you know without a shadow of a doubt, if everything was taken away from you, you would be okay because you know for 
first and foremost that you are a daughter of God, and that is more than enough. You don't need anything else. That is, you know, we're positioned in the heavenlies. That is our authority. That is our assignment, and we need to be okay with that. And so... I just started getting asked to speak more and more about that because it seemed like it was such a unfamiliar thing that was talked about in the church, even though with my with my history working for the company, like we got right into people's brokenness. Like we got right into where is it that you need God to show up? Because that's where your messages are going to come out of because you have walked through it and God has delivered you. He's given you freedom. And now you can speak into the lives of other people and encourage them in that freedom. And so it was just kind of like, you mean you guys don't talk about this? Like what is going on here? And so because of my personality, I just started doing things to get other women together. And we started orchestrating like community worship nights where we started bringing women together to just be sisters and just be there for one another. Literally, like that was in 2016, things just started evolving more and more and more. And out of the obedience, the simple obedience of saying yes, God has done more things in the past three years than he I felt has done in my entire life because I am walking in who I was created to be. And he and he's honoring me being in that uncomfortable place and being okay, not really knowing what I'm really doing right now, because our dependence has to be on him in order for him to fulfill his complete calling on your life. You can't have everything figured out. It's okay to say, you know what, I don't know what God is doing right now, but I'm okay in that because I trust him and I have faith in him because fear is the opposite of faith. And a lot of times us as women and just society as a general, really, they they live in that state of fear. Well, what is this? Well, what is this? Well, what if I fail? Well, what if I'm rejected? Well, what if you aren't? What if that yes is going to propel someone into their destiny? What if that yes is what the world is waiting for? Because you're the one that God asked you to say yes to. And if you don't say yes, then he's going to go to the next person. And you're taking away a blessing that can be given to someone else because of your fear of saying yes. Uh, Julie, when you were walking through the, de- the depression, let's kind of jump back a little bit to 2014. Um, what would you say to someone who's walking through that season currently, and how would you encourage them in that? Um, I know that God healed you in that, um, but maybe this person isn't healed right now. What would you say to them? Mm-hmm. So what I would say to them is, is be okay with being who you are. Be okay with your emotions. Be okay with the process. Know that this isn't a place that God wants you to be. It's not like he's mad at you. Don't take it personally. Don't um, look at things in a way where you're going to feel like it's a personal attack on your life. Um, Look in ways that you can say, what can I do today? Make it really simple. Don't try to accomplish something that is is so far out there. And give yourself permission to rest and give yourself permission to say, you know what? I'm not doing okay today. And can you just sit sit with me in this and celebrate? Celebrate when you do show up. When you do show up, and it's something that's really hard, like, I mean, just going out to a grocery store put me in a panic mode because I was so afraid. Who was I going to see? Are they going to see the real me, or are they going to see the person that that they have known? 
I mean, are they going to accept me for me not being as, like, just excited and lively? Or is it going to be something where they're going to call me out on that and I don't want to go there because I don't have any answers? So really celebrate those moments where you get up in the morning and it's hard for you. Celebrate every single moment. Take those moments and just treasure those and value those and know that, that um, and I know this is a question I get asked all the time, like, what, what would you do? And I honestly, I don't have that answer because every person is different. I would, I would rely on, you know, your sphere of friends that know you and that you have given permission to speak into your life but aren't trying to fix you. Because I had a lot of people that wanted to fix me. You know, I'm going to pray for you. We're going to do deliverance. We're going to, and, and that's great because that, that was something that needed to happen. But there was still just this fog over my brain that I could not even, it, it couldn't lift. And so I would say, yeah, like really just give your permission to be okay with feeling the way you are and surround yourself with those people that are okay with you being that way. But don't stay there. Celebrate those small moments and say yes, even in pain. Right. And I think, too, as you were saying, it's not in your doing. That's the whole point is you probably needed to come to a place where you could rest in exactly who you were with what you could accomplish just for that day. So giving yourself grace for that day to say, Mm -hmm. you know what, today is okay. And it doesn't matter that I didn't do my top 10 list of to-do lists because it's really about who I am. You mentioned that you were almost feeling like you were living a double life. You know, you had to put on this face and almost like a facade. Did you feel Mm -hmm. a sense of freedom when you could just be yourself? Speak to that, please. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. So because, I mean, I felt like I was myself, but in a whole different way. Because I now had a, I now had language to what I was feeling and what I went through. And it was like, you know what? I don't have to pretend that I get when people are depressed. I can actually go there and know what it feels like. So, and then I have compassion. I I never was a person that had much compassion on people and their issues because working where I worked at such a young age, we got right to the core of the person and what was going on. And we processed that and we worked through it and they, you know, we sent them through different books and all of that. So I never had compassion because it was just such a, um, a performance work. You know, it was, it was just a performance style of living. And okay, great, we got through that, now we're on to this. Okay, we got through that, now we're on to this. And so there was never a place for me to really pause and reflect on, wow, this person really went through a lot. And it's okay that it's not taking, you know, that's taking them a while to get a song written or taking a while for them to read a book. I just was like, why aren't you doing it? I don't get it. Pick up the book and read it and write a report. What is, why is there so much resistance here? And so I really started having a new level of compassion for people during their process of of working through stuff in pain. Mm, I love that. And I I think what I what we learned from that is this is why it's so important to share our story is because God uses it and he does. He gives us compassion, whether you've walked through addiction or depression or divorce, you're able to speak to a friend at coffee in such a completely different way. And so it's actually a gift in that. I love that. Um, You mentioned that it's okay to not have it all figured out. It's okay for it to be messy in the middle. Um, How? When did you kind of come to this and when did you feel released to be okay with the messy? (laughs) 
<laughs> so, so I would say when I felt released to just be okay with not really knowing where my life was going to be headed was literally in um, March of 2016 when I walked away from the company that I had worked for for 20 years, not knowing what the heck I was doing with my life. I, I had no idea. I was... I had invested into that company. You know, there was hopes that I was going to be taking over that company. I thought this whole time I was working there, it would be something that I would be owning and I would be running for the rest of my life, and this is what my life would look like. And it terrified me. I felt trapped. I felt like I, like I was a prisoner in my own, you know, place of fear. Even though there was a door, there was no door on the prison. I felt that way in my own emotions because I felt trapped. Like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be my life for the entirety. I, I can't do anything else. Like, what if I want to do something else? And so that's just something when I said no and I walked away from everything, I felt so free. And I didn't care that I didn't know because there was so much freedom that I no longer felt trapped. And, and I've never felt more free in my entire life than, how, than what I'm doing. Um, how would you say that your life, looking back from 2014 to now, how would you say your life has changed as a result of this new freedom? Who, who is this new person and what is God doing in her life? Yeah. So, I mean, I've always, I've always loved, loved people. I've loved just being able, um, you know, to hear their stories. Again, I think compassion has been a huge thing. I have slowed down my life. I have gotten to the point where, you know, performance, I'm done with performing. There is no striving. Once I feel like I'm striving and I am just trying so hard to make something happen, I know it's not God and I know it's not the right timing. So I'm more sensitive and aware to that, that I will not put myself in that position because literally it almost killed me trying to keep up with just the, the performance, this and that, and doing so many things and trying to juggle everything. So I'm more aware of, of that when I start to sense that. I'll start pulling back, and, and, I, and I feel more control in my life, which is funny because God's really in control, but I think it's because of how he has taken me through this process that literally it's been a journey between him and I. Like, okay, Julie, are you going to trust me? Will you say yes to this opportunity I'm asking you? Even if it's just a simple thing like start a Facebook group and call it Fierce Princess Warriors. Like, that was so simple, but in my mind, I'm like, Lord, I don't know if I want to do this. Like, what, what, why? I don't, what am I going to do with it? And then God has just taken from that yes and has multiplied it exponentially because he trusts me with his yes. And a lot of times we want God to bless us with these big things. And he's just saying, will you be obedient just with this? Yes. Because can he trust us with something small? Because if he can't trust us with something small, how is he going to trust us with something large? And so he, he's faithful to that. He doesn't give us more than we can handle, and especially when we say yes. He's like, well done, you said yes. And something comes over you when you say yes that's, that's just, the, it's just the grace of God. It's the operational power of God that just starts working through you, and other things start happening that man try to stop, right? It, basically, God will open doors that no man can shut. And the only way you can basically share with people why things are happening the way they are is because you said yes. 
So you mentioned that you kind of run things through, um, I don't know, maybe it's maybe you're checking your motive for the performance based. And even currently, I mean, I know I have to do the same thing because it makes you feel accomplished when you accomplish a lot of things in your week and it can it can be a trigger. And so what what is that filter that you run it through? What if you were sitting down and you were making a decision, what kind of questions would you be asking yourself to kind of check yourself in that area? Yeah, I mean, I'd be asking myself, what is the purpose of this? What's the outcome? What is the intention? And and what is it doing for whoever's involved or myself personally? And and if I don't feel a sense of peace and if I feel just kind of like this chaos or confusion or angst, I will pull back and I'll say, okay, Lord, what is it that I'm not seeing here? Because this looks like it's a good opportunity, but it may not be the right one, God has his opportunities, and the any good ones acted from what God has for you. And I've had to say no to a lot of really good opportunities where people on the outside are like, why did you say no to that? And I'm like, I can only go by how I feel. It's the peace of God that surpasses all understanding that I am led by. And, and that's, that's, how I, that's how I do life now. I think, you know, that's a good reminder to those of you that are listening, you know, for every yes that we say, that means we got to say no in a whole bunch of areas. So really like putting that up is, you know, can't, do I have the bandwidth for this? Is this going to take away from my family? You know, those kinds of things. It doesn't mean that you aren't called. It doesn't mean you won't be given thousands of opportunities, but what is your best? Yes. Right. Exactly. Hey, Julie, if you could sit down with your 15 year old self today, what would you say to her? So 15-year-old self. Um, So it's interesting you say 15 because that's actually when I started working full-time when I was 15. Um, I was going to school. I was playing sports. I was working full-time. I literally was performing. I mean, performing has been a part of my DNA since I was young. So I would just say give yourself permission to, to try new things. Because I didn't really have that opportunity in a sense where I couldn't put on very many different hats and try different things out. I literally put myself in this company and worked there for 20 years. So um, expand your horizons and, yeah, just, just try new things and be okay if you fail. It's okay if you fail because at least you tried. I think the world tries to say, oh, you know, failure is such a bad thing. But really, success comes from failure. And, and I think we have to change that paradigm thinking because if, you know, Thomas Edison gave up after his how many times did it take for him to, you know, discover light, we wouldn't have light today. So I, I would encourage the, the youth to say, hey, it's okay if you fail. Pick yourself up. Try again because you will become better and better and better the more things you, you do and the more well-rounded you are. Julie, what's something that you would say that you are passionate about these days? Oh, man. So I am passionate about equipping our youth, our young generation, to know who they are and to be just secure in their identity so that they can fulfill the calling that God has placed on their life, to not diminish them because they are young. So I'm passionate about that. I'm also passionate about, you know, raising up my daughter in that environment. I'm passionate about restoring marriages. I'm passionate about really just sitting down with someone and saying, what are you passionate about? 
And how can I connect you to someone else that can breathe even more into that passion and see what God does? So cool. Julie, I'm sure that there are listeners that after hearing this episode are going to want to connect with you. So where can they connect with you on social or a website? We'll make sure we have this in the show notes as well, ladies. Yeah, I mean, so I'm on Facebook. I have a personal page, but I also just have kind of a public page because I'm almost up to my maximum that Facebook allows you to have as friends. So um, it's on Facebook just under, you know, Julie Nowacki. And then I have my personal email. Um, I have two different businesses (laughs) that I run. So it just depends because there's different things that I do that would, you know, relate to different people. So, um, yeah. And we will will have all that. You guys will be covered because I know you won't want to connect with her. Well, Julie, (laughs) thank you so much for taking the time to just be transparent and share your story. I know that it's going to impact so many women and I appreciate your girl. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Girls, isn't Julie so inspiring? I love her boldness and encouragement to us to say yes to God, even when we don't have all the details. Hey friend, if you are enjoying this podcast, then the best way to let us know that is by taking a moment to give us a review. By giving us a review, it allows us to keep bringing you more content each week. Also, if you love this week's podcast, take a screenshot of it and post it on Instagram and tag us, bringing her hope. We always love to know who's listening. Well, we can't wait to share another story of God's redemption next time. But until then, lovelies, keep living brave stories for Jesus.